We are listener supported. One radio network. From the Hill Country in Texas, broadcasting worldwide, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Well, a very pleasant good morning to you. Hi. I like to do it twice, you know, the, the ID, because sometimes I don't know where I am. Actually, that's most of the time, actually, is I don't know where I am. Woke up in the middle of the night, I thought I was on Pluto. And no, uh, it was just, well, forget it. <clears throat> well, we're going to have a good time this morning. Dr. Richard Massey is with us. He's here on the third Wednesday of Monday of the month. The third Monday following Dr. Massey will be Dr. Ray Pete. And uh, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Our 800 line is working. Last time I checked, 888-663-6386. Email Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. Uh, glad to have you here. We've got a great show for you, uh, shows for you this week. Tomorrow, Mike Stone and Dr. Richard, not, Dr. Matthews here, not, Dr. Tom Luongo. Dr. Tom Luongo, that's not him either. It's Dr. Tom Cowan. You see, I haven't even had any coffee. I really need to go back to coffee. I'm going to talk to Dr. Massey about that. Um, Tom Cowan. I just got so excited. See what happens when I have Dr. Massey on. Anyway, Tom Cowan says that Mike Stone is one of the number one dudes in the category of Stefan Lanka as far as Show Me the Germ. And his website, you can check him out, is MikeStone.com. I think it's that, Mike Stone. Anyway, He's going to be here tomorrow, and he's got some pretty geeky stuff. And we are going to learn so much about the germ theory and what it is and what it isn't with Mike Stone tomorrow. And then we have um, uh, my dentist, Dr. Stuart Nunley. He's going to be here Wednesday. If you have a question about your toofies, email me, Patrick, at OneRadioNetwork.com. And then also Richard Mayberry on Wednesday. So we have quite a week for you. And as long as I don't get too crazy and make it, then we're going to do it. And in the green room is my good friend, Dr. Richard Massey. Dr. Massey, good morning. How are you? Hey, good morning, Patrick. You're looking pretty spiffy there. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I've got my uh, I've got my DNA tree shirt on here. Whoa, I like that. How's your life? You know, today, really good. How about you? <laughs> As opposed to yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> today, really good. Yesterday, not so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I kind of missed last month, you know. I know uh, you did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, it was a challenging time. And uh, so I'm kind of back. Yeah, kind of back. Let me tell some uh, folks yeah. about you. We have new listeners all the time. We got a lot of new listeners since we last had Sinachi, Santos Bonacci on, on one of our favorite flat earthers. He puts uh, he puts the shows on his uh, website on YouTube, you know, and he's got like four hundred fifty okay. million people that you know people love the flat Earth now. So we get all kinds of new people say, "Wow, I never found your show." So welcome to our show, uh, Dr. Richard Massey is a is a friend of mine that I've known for a, a very long time. And uh, we still talk, which is really something, you know. It's <laughs> I really like that, you know, about him. And, <laughs> and uh, Dr. Massey is an MD, and he no longer carries the title MD. You still have, you still are an MD, 
you just don't yeah. practice, right? You just don't prescribe drugs. Right. And why aren't you an MD prescribing drugs any longer? Tell our friends and family. Um, you know, I was in, invited to leave the uh, <laughs> bureaucratic organization. I like that. I invited to leave. I like that. Yeah, you were there. You, you saw there? how the invitation looked. Boy, that was, uh, that was something. At the, yeah, the State Office of Administrative Hearings. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so I... Uh, I got invited to uh, not be part of the people who are permitted to do prescriptions or file Medicare insurance for payments or anything. So now I work with family and friends. It's just a donation basis. Uh huh. And what kind of work do you do? Um, basically, what I do, I call it family family biology and ancestral medicine. And so uh, you can see most of that on Instagram. There's a little bit of it on Facebook and YouTube. Um, but on Instagram, it's Doc Massey 1949. And I think it's just Richard Massey on YouTube and Facebook. Mm -hmm. um, and you can see some of the talks that I've given. But basically, the idea is this. People come in. They want to see a different kind of approach to something. So I use the M-Wave heart biofeedback device from HeartMath. So the person is having their heart biofeedback device give them information about which parts of their story their heart is interested in and which part is just uh, mental cycles that are just going. Um, and this little device so I put, can actually discern yeah. the difference um, Yes. With uh, the lights, whether or not you're coming from soul or heart, whatever way you want to call it, who we really yeah. are, or just um, mental mush. Yeah, and we have a lot of mental stuff going on. No, I, I, I didn't notice. I don't know about you. I've never noticed that. <laughs> we have a lot of mental stuff going on, especially in the healthcare uh, area. I never you know. noticed that, <laughs> I know, I know, right? It's like a, asking a fish to notice water, you know? It's like, water? Where? Where I am I? Here? What am I doing? <laughs> it's a trip, boy, I tell you what. Planet Earth. <laughs> well, you know, and, and you're right, especially in the natural health world, too, which most of our listeners are, right? I mean, they've been studying health and want to figure out how to get their, their body together, and it's... There's a lot of strange stuff running around out there. Oh, yeah. And you figure most of the ancestry for natural health either got burned or drowned. Uh, <laughs> oh, you mean burning the witches and at the stake? And that kind of, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think they were mostly herbalists, you know. <laughs> Is she healing people? We'll burn her. <laughs> you can't be doing that around here. <laughs> Sound familiar? Oh, yeah. Boy, wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, I had my little informal meeting with uh, a neurosurgeon uh, who was a friend of the board, and he was also a, a lawyer. And he basically told me the truth right up front, you know. He said, look, he said, if you want to go back to doing anesthesia, I don't see any problem with you, you know, keeping your permit and having a nice life. <laughs> But uh, if you're going to do this natural stuff, 
um, it's, it's going to get ugly. Yeah. He, when did he and, tell you this? A long time ago? Now, oh, yeah. That was when the uh, complaint was first filed, and you have this introductory meeting with somebody. And, ah, I see. And, uh, <clears throat> yeah, he kind of explained it to me. He explained it uh, to you. <laughs> you know, yeah, Lucy, you got yeah. some explaining to do. Explain that to me, Lucy. Explain it to me. Yeah. And he told me that, and he was right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, once a person sees somebody get well, I mean, it, it was meeting Jonathan Wright and uh, learning that preeclampsia diet that saved my sister-in-law's life. Um, he's a good Harvard doctor, you know, that did a lot of natural medicine. You had him on the show. Um, and after you meet Jonathan Wright and see some of that stuff really work, in these things that I was taught were incurable, it's hard to go back mm -hmm. um, to just doing the drugs and surgery approach. Yeah. Um, so there's not a lot of interest to go backwards that way, is there? Like, you know. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's just I don't know. It's just too hard to do that. Um, at least it was for me and the people I know. <clears throat> All the natural guys and gals I know are having to pay fines to the medical board, you know, on a regular basis, right. just, just to stay open. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Dr. Massey, yeah. what, what we're seeing in this last year uh, is that the forces out there, of course, are much bigger than the AMA and the ADA and yeah. they're much bigger, you know, big pharma, the globalist, this whole, you know, this whole thing that's going on. And it appears, well, it doesn't appear, but there are people that's been doing some really very yeoman kind of style research. And they looked into two things, the hospitals, and I'm sure you've seen some of this, and the, the school boards. And it comes appears, well, they can prove it, that they've been giving, of course, the hospitals a lot of money to put people on a ventilator, right? Like 33000 mm -hmm. something like that. Um, and they have to follow the standard of care, which you're well familiar with. Tell folks what yeah. the standard of care is. Tell them what that is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I, I came to call it the standard of scare. <laughs> um, and it's basically a bureaucracy dictates to physicians what they have to do with a certain diagnosis and actually how to make that diagnosis. So. If I'm told that everybody with certain symptoms need to be tested for COVID, I have to do a COVID test, whether I believe in it or not, or risk having my permit to practice medicine revoked in that state. Huh. And, uh, and with a certain diagnosis, it may be the standard of care, and it often is in the United States, to put people on, on remdesivir, yes. uh, the deadliest drug in all the virus trial. Uh, of all the choices, uh, I think it killed 54% of the people. And if that's the standard of care, it has to be done, or you can have your permit or license revoked. Wow. Um, and they'll replace you with someone who will give the remdesivir. Yes. Mm -hmm. And it appears in also with the people that have done this research, and I mean, we're going to get the lady on the show, great little organization. They just dug into this stuff that they're also giving extra money, up to $100,000, to put um, people on the COVID, died of COVID, $100,000. Yeah. <clears throat> wow. 
you know when i yeah and and that is the tragedy for me with that one of them that gets i think overlooked you know i'm on ancestry i do family trees with people uh-huh. we we like to find out what ancestors died of because then a person can begin to make a conflict story that's traveling through the generations based on what the person's body died from hmm. Um, which is their Germanic new medicine. And if you can't rely on the death certificates and no one is alive who watched that relative die, and that's that's disheartening to me to think that somebody's going to come up on their great-grandfather and say, oh, he died of this plague called COVID, yeah. you know? Wow. And uh, so, you know, Bill Swale died on January 25th. And uh, so, you know, remember you and me and him used to hang out at South Lamar People's Pharmacy and, yep. and tell, tell eighth grade jokes and laugh and, you know, nibble on the organic desserts and stuff. And uh, Bill was a, he's the guy who started People's Pharmacies. In Austin, yeah. Um, and, and, you know, what an innovator, right? And, and he had a few arrows in his back. Uh, Jonathan Wright said, that's how you tell a leader you look for the arrows in their back, you know, <clears throat> and uh, Bill had some of those. And uh, so he started the people's pharmacies, but he he ended up having this. Uh, well, I'm sitting there with his wife and his daughter as he's in his dying. And we start telling family stories. And I mean, it was really beautiful. I'm going to try not to cry here. Um going through the family stories and and what shaped the path that he was on and his family was on and, mm. and it, it, it's just so tender in that kind of atmosphere when someone is leaving their body there's a kind of a a feeling or an energy in that space that's hard to describe with words but the usual restraints on language and emotions just aren't there anymore uh-huh. and People are just letting stuff out. Um, and so we're, we're sitting there talking, and I said, what was it like the night before he did the big tobacco bonfire in the pharmacy parking lot? And it, it opened a pretty interesting conversation. So Bill, right, he's a war baby, born in 1942, and when he got his own pharmacy he started looking around and he thought so i'm selling people cigarettes and then on the other end i'm selling them pills for their lung disease you know (laughs) and something about that didn't feel right to him you know but i mean here was his panache his flair you know most people would just go well let's sell what we have in inventory and you know then we won't restock no 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 Bill gathered up all the cigarettes, piled them in the parking lot of the pharmacy, and had a, like an Aggie bonfire. <laughs> That's and this was long ago, right? This was probably in the 70s, yeah, right? Yeah, this was a long decades ago, you know? And he took the soda fountain out, you know, which is very unpharmacy-like for that day. I mean, we're talking like 1980 when he had this pharmacy. I came to pharmacy school here in 1978 in Austin. And I'll tell you, this was the atmosphere in pharmacy school. 
So I'm walking in. I'm, I just got out of the military. I got a wife and a child. I got to get a degree and make a living. So I'm sitting there doing my best to be a good student. And the dean comes in to give us our introductory talk. You know, it's kind of like the general, you know, right at the, you know, or the drill sergeant. He comes in and, and says, uh, all right, you guys, here's the story. The synthetic drugs <clears throat> that we have today, <clears throat> my throat is closing. <laughs> the synthetic drugs we have today are now so safe and effective that we are discontinuing the class in pharmacognosy. And as we speak, all the botanical medicinal plants in the pharmacy school gardens are being plowed under. What? This is 78? Yes. Now, this is when Bill comes in and burns all the cigarettes. I mean, it, it was so counter to everything that was in the thinking of the pharmaceutical world. Like, there was this just this feeling like, man, we don't need anything that God made anymore. Plow it under. Uh, the drug companies have something so great we will never, ever, ever need a medicinal plant again. We certainly don't need to be paying a professor who knows something about it. <laughs> Boy, that's rich, isn't it? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. My. So, Bill, man, he had some arrows in his oh, back baby. over that. He did. And then remember, and, didn't he get in trouble, too, for selling CBD oil? In the first one. Oh, oh man. <laughs> so I wore my hemp socks. I actually was the MC for the celebration of life ceremony. I'd, I'd never done that before. Um, but I wore my hemp socks. Maybe I'll get them out and show them to you in a minute. But they're really brightly hippie colored with uh, cannabis leaves, you know, uh -huh. all patterns all over them. And I said, I'm wearing these in memory of the raid on Bill's pharmacy. He was the only one that got raided here in Austin. And they came in and seized, DPS came in and seized all his CBD oil and had it meticulously tested, you know, and, and told the pharmacist, if you don't hand it over, uh, we will arrest you, right. you know? And it's like, wow, right? And uh, I don't think that happened at CVS or Walgreens or, you know, Natural Grocer or yeah. Whole Foods or any of these places like that, you know? Uh, and our last caper that we were planning when Bill had the accident in 2017. So we were hatching up this scheme. And a couple of things really bugged him, but one of them was putting fluoride in the water. That, that really bothered him. I don't know if you knew this or not, but fluoride is a prescription drug. It is? Yes. Oh. It's a prescription drug. People used to prescribe it. For you what? can look that up. For what? And uh, I, I can't remember what it was prescribed for, um, but it is an official prescription drug. And so Bill's plan was that one of us, me or him, would come in and buy some bottled water in his store, and we would have ourselves be arrested, <laughs> and the pharmacist being arrested for selling me a prescription drug without a prescription, right? <laughs> and to just have that on the news, right? To just point that out to people um, who don't know that it's a prescription drug. Hilarious. He was, and probably one of the sweetest guys on the planet, right? He was 
Yeah. So generous. He he would just give you whatever he had. He didn't, he didn't care, man. Just you know, take it. Yeah. And he would give people jobs that he didn't even need them, but they needed a job. Yeah. And he would hire some. He would hire people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, he's in a good spot. I know that. I think so too. So you um, were, you were I there. I still use the microscope he gave me. Oh. You know, he gave you a microscope. That, See. Yeah, he bought that microscope and gave me a job at People's Pharmacy and gave me a place to stay when I came into town, you know, got me a little apartment there. Amazing. And uh, that's how he was. Yeah. You know, we'd go out and have dinner and, and tell eighth grade jokes after a while, you know. <laughs> he uh, used to have some of the silliest <laughs> jokes ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and let me tell you, one of the things, you know, some of the people at the eulogy, they got up and said, you know, we never did. <laughs> I mean, Bill told jokes all the time, and most of them weren't funny. <laughs> well, after he died and they were going through his stuff, they found like 50 old joke books. <laughs> and, uh, and he had gone through and memorized some of those jokes, you know. <laughs> so, so were you there when he left his body? Were you right there with him? Yes. How was that? Um, it was very powerful. We had just discussed a family dynamic, and there was this sense of heart opening all of a sudden mm -hmm. uh, around this story. And it was just moments after that that he took his last exhale. Um, I think there's something to that. People wait until a certain person comes or a certain thing is said. Mm -hmm. And uh, then they feel like they can just do that final release. Mm -hmm. So it was beautiful. His, his family was there. His daughter, what's her, Janine, right? Or Janine? Uh huh. Janine and his wife, Elvie, uh, the mother of all the children and a caretaker, and myself. And his boys had been in the day before, so they had seen him. And, you know, he'd been in care facilities since 2017 when he had that severe head injury in a motor vehicle accident. Right. Uh, he never really recovered from that. Um, so he had been in facilities for five years. Very interesting. We were talking mm -hmm. about Bill Swale, who used to be on my radio show, KLBJ, remember? Uh, well, yeah. Long ago, you know. And then and then his team, Ray Solano and uh, Don, uh, who worked with Bill, they were on my show once a month on KLBJ. And we had quite a, wonderful relationship and I'd always see Richard Massey down there whenever I went in <laughs> he was usually in there and they got this yeah. great little thing and they still do terrific food so we'd always be yeah. munching on something you know and then Bill would always be giving us something Here, have you tried this Here, have you tried this you <laughs> <laughs> try this no Bill I'm good no try this you should, you're looking like this yes it's great uh, and now I hear that I think is his legacy is kind of living on in a way, too. Um, they're doing another thing up in, near Whole Foods. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, one of his sons started something like Alive and Well or something alive like and that. Alive well. and yeah. Yeah, it's a big health facility, and it's, it's just taken off with Bill's ideas. And one of his sons in medical school, uh, like Bill's grandfather, was a doctor in Scotland and studied with Joseph Lister and Hmm. all of that and so yeah it's continuing and and janine has been uh, at the helm of 
people's pharmacy all these years and she's just such a great person she's just she's yeah. terrific yeah just great yeah i'm gonna go down and see her i haven't seen her for a long time so she's hanging out there at south lamar mm-hmm. yeah at south lamar store so she would love to see you yeah i'll come by well um we're going to take some emails if you have a question for dr massey or if you'd like to get his home number, see if he wants to go dancing, you can do that. Triple triple eight six six three. I do what I can. Triple eight six six three sixty three eighty six. Email Patrick One Radio Network We have a, a little sale going on, kind of a big sale with Survival. Uh, uh, let's see if I can figure out how to do this. Check this out. One of the out. very first things the I Hill do Cup. in the morning is come sit at my meditation chair and that's when I take my dual extracted mushrooms from Sir Thrival, the chaga and the reishi. Both of these mushrooms are immunomodulators. If you had too strong of an immune system, like autoimmunity, it'll help to down-regulate and calm the immune system. If you have too weak of an immune system, like an immunodeficiency, they help to upregulate or strengthen your immune system. So whatever you're dealing with, they help to bring your immune system to balance. In addition to being immunomodulators and adaptogens, Chaga is probably best known for its extremely high ORAC value or antioxidant content. It scavenges the body of free radicals. And Reishi has a long history being used in conjunction with meditation and for reaching higher states of consciousness. And that's why I like to take these right before my meditation. There's a lot of medicinal mushroom supplements on the market to choose from, but most are made with cheaply produced mushrooms grown on grain and either ground up and put in capsules or extracted in non-organic alcohol. So Thrival does it differently. We use wild harvested chaga and organic certified wood-grown reishi fruit bodies, not the mycelial extract. And then we use an organic alcohol and a hot water extraction method and then recombine so you get the full benefits of these extremely high-quality mushrooms. Right you are, Mr. Daniel Vitalis. Uh, great products, and they're on sale right now. And what's cool about them, as he said, they're adaptogens. And uh, even though I'm Italian, I do not understand what that is because I looked it up, is <laughs> it helps the body to go up and down, you know, you got too much of it. And you can take them every day. They're tonic mushrooms. So you could take Shaga, Rishi, forever, and what Daniel said about the fruited bodies is very important. Um, I mean, it's, it's a little, probably a step above what you get at the Circle K guest. guest just kidding. No, these are really great. And they're Myron glass. Um, they taste great. So right now, we have 15% off on these little puppies. And here's the promo code, Fortify15, F-O-R-T-I-F-Y, 15% off. So the vitamin D, the Shaga, and the Rishi, and I think that's going to go on for another, let me see if I can check here. Sale ends March 2nd. So you got a couple, maybe 10 days or so. Four to five, 15, 15% off Shaga Rishi from any Sir Thrival link on OneRadioNetwork.com. Ray Pete will be here in an hour or so, and we'll have some fun. And I, I'm going to check the 800 line now. This conversation goes back seven years with Dr. Patrick Flanagan. Listen. And then I discovered uh, that Hunza water also contained negative ionized hydrogen, which is a source of biological electrons. When we're young, we have enzymes in our body called dehydrogenase. And the purpose of dehydrogenase is to lift off 
hydrogen ions from foods we eat, and and their purpose is to create NADH, which is a chemical that acts as a shuttle in the mitochondria for producing uh, all the energy in our body, adenosine triphosphate. And when people take this, it it causes DNA repair. It heals the body from uh, all kinds of oxygen-free radicals. It also helps the body recover from damage from radiation. Well, we certainly want some of this stuff, right? Check out our AquaCure machine. AquaCure machine on OneRadioNetwork.com. I will check it out, Patrick. Let me interrupt you. And along with a lifetime warranty, a one-year, no questions asked, money-back guarantee. 20% 20% you like off results on hydrogen. Breathe the gas. Yeah, baby. The water. I've been breathing that a lot. Dr. Flatigan and I've has also to say about this and others. Uh, been the drinking more of the water since on one radio on the show last com. week. He's promo code one radio. I got a 10% discount. But I tell you, it's, it's, a, it's, it's very powerful, the water. And so I'm glad I'm you know back on doing that. And uh, George says, it's a good thing you could drink the water, maybe uh, a bunch of it. 30 minutes or so before you eat and it will help your body to your little tummy to do the old um, get the acid production and all that really happening and I've noticed that and I am digesting my food better and I'm doing about gosh uh, I don't know uh, 20 ounces or so 30 minutes before I eat of the hydrogen water you bubble it in the machine so it's pretty cool so there's a lot of uses here and you can breathe the gas and drink the water from OneRadioNetwork.com. Use promo code radio, 20% off. So it's going to cost you a couple grand right now, a couple thousand dollars. 20% off on OneRadioNetwork.com, the hydrogen aquacure machine. Brian Clement, who heads up the Hippocrates Institute in Florida, talked about saunas here. Elke writes in for Brian Clements. Would Brian give us some tips on what supplements we would need to take if we do saunas several times a week to replenish lost minerals from sweating. Well, Dr. Rao, who you had on as a colleague and a friend, we do often conferences together in Europe, and I agree. We have saunas here. I take a sauna, so you know this, no matter where I travel in the world, 365 days a year. I think it's mandatory. Really? 87%, listen closely, 87% more heavy metals and chemicals come out in an infrared. Well, no wonder we feel better when we take these saunas. We have the Relax Far Infrared Sauna we've talked about on sale every day. We do a special everyday low price, and we have for years. We kind of worked it out So, with uh, Phil Wilson, who runs the operation. He's the sole distributor of these guys in the United States and the world, and we ship them all over the world. The, uh, the cost is one two nine five one thousand two hundred and ninety five dollars Tax title license on OneRadioNetwork.com. But you just email me. That's the only way to get this this guy to get the price. Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. Just email me and we'll, we hook you right up. We're going to be hooking you, hooking you up. 1295 And we ship them all over the world. Uh, and we'll ship it, of course. It'll come with the proper voltage that you want and the proper uh, plug. If you, you know, everywhere... Everybody's got their own little plug and voltage thing going, whether you're in Australia or the European Union or wherever you are. So email me and we'll hook you up. Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com Why didn't that work? 
I knew I didn't. Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. <laughs> Dr. Richard Massey, hey Doc, can you do me a flavor? Uh, would you move your camera up? I'm, we're, we're, we're cutting off the top of your, that, oh, ooh, okay. Yeah. See what I mean, Jelly yeah. Bean? How's that? Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. So tell us about the important stuff in life. You in love or anything? You're, you know, you. <laughs> Look at your hemp socks. <laughs> that's that's great. Look at your hemp sock. You gonna smoke those later for us? <laughs> I mean, no, be- I just you know. So for people in Texas, they probably already know this, but there are 150 medical diagnoses for which you can get a prescription for cannabis. So just so you know that. Really, uh, in Texas? Yeah, in Texas. So how does you that can work? Google it. So the, if see you, if you have one of those hundred and fifty uh, diagnoses. Mm-hmm. Um, how does that work? And so uh, the, the 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 regular old medical doctor, like he used to be, uh, they they just write a prescription for cannabis, and uh, yes, and then you go to a little cannabis place. Uh huh. Huh? Have you ever been to one of those? Uh, not in Texas. I, I visited one when I was in Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you may know the listeners who know me. You know, I, I chose kind of a different path a while back, and um, so I'm not doing the THC, uh, although I know it benefits a lot of people. Um, but that's the socks were just an advertisement at this one clinic where I work to let people know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, hey, I, the light has reached Texas. You know, uh, you can you can actually use things found in nature uh, to help yourself balance. Amazing. I, I'm the same as you. I I get a CBD from Sir Thrival and a, also some from a lady at the farmers market, and it's point zero three, right? Point zero three percent THC. And I have to be careful with that. Then I get I get kind of whacked, and I don't like the experience at all. I think yeah. I did enough in the seventies to, to get me this lifetime. <laughs> you had your share. Oh yeah. I, 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 you know, first yeah, I liked it. You know, when I first smoked it the first time, and then I liked it a lot. You know, and then that was, it was all downhill from there. Boy, yeah, I did my yeah. share. Yeah, yeah. So just for fun, and the uh, for those of us who did that, like myself and Patrick, um, cannabis and those cannabinoids are a medication to help us when we don't have a firm sense of our identity. Like, who am I for myself? Who am I for my dad, my mother, my society? Uh, And when we have those cannabinoids go in, it medicates the part of us that's distressed about that. So it's it's, it's actually working on the spiritual, mental, emotional level. Looks that way. Yeah, CBD does that. that. CBD does it totally. They're different cannabinoids, yeah. and uh, I've taken some really good CBD and done yoga and stretching, and you can, it helps you to see some things on the inner planes, and it's not a THC thing, it's just T- CBD. So, yeah. God knew what he was doing, or she, or let's see, he, she, <laughs> it, them, they, and their, always I want <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and, uh, and then another thing, you know, that, I've done is I've done the light machine, you know, doing ultraviolet IVs. Yeah. But just to let people know that there are 
natural substances that increase your absorption of certain parts of sunlight. Whoa. So, for instance, on that list there, if a person had a low mood in the wintertime, if they did more curcumin or turmeric, they would absorb more of the amber rays from the sun. And amber rays are the ones that raise mood. So for hmm. seasonal affective disorder, that's another choice is to take a whole lot of turmeric or curcumin and go get some sunlight. Well, what, and then more amber waves come in. What amber waves of grain? That one, that kind of thing. Do people start? Yeah, singing? the yeah. amber waves of grain. Yeah, <laughs> I thought they would too. You know, if it comes from you, they start singing. Uh, if you're on hold, stay there. We're going to get to you. Somebody just called in. Our phone line is triple eight six six three sixty three eighty six. So, where do people get that information? Do you have that on your little uh, Instagram I, thing? I or? put the, I put that on Instagram every now and then. But you can Google all of these. So, really, you know, curcumin, curcumin will will help you in that yellow range or the amber range. Um, I don't think we need a whole lot of blue light, but if you do, uh, vitamin B two or riboflavin. St. John's wort. Huh. One of the one of the reasons it's a, an elevator of sense of well-being is it increases the amount of red light uh-huh. that will get into me in the sun. And red is what speeds up my ATP production, my energy production in my body. So if I'm going to be exposed to red light, if I do some St. John's wort beforehand, I'll get more of that red light than I would have otherwise. Oh, what fun. What fun. Yeah. Um, chlorophyll also increases absorption in the red range hmm. so that I'm going to make more energy when I take chlorophyll uh, from absorbing more red light. One of the ones that interests me is mistletoe. Oh, mistletoe. Mistletoe actually increases absorption of ultraviolet. And it fascinates me because mistletoe has a warning with it that it can create miscarriage. So if you even think you might be pregnant, don't take mistletoe. And it's also done in IVs at cancer clinics. Remember old Dr. John Beard around 1900 discovered that every cancer tumor is a pregnancy from the standpoint of the subconscious brain and the body. It sees every tumor as a little fetus. Hmm. And so when mistletoe is given, sometimes those will miscarry. And then another beauty of it is if I take mistletoe and go out in the sunshine, um, I will absorb more ultraviolet. Or if I do the IV, I'll get more of the UV, which is what, you know, reverses infections since the 1930s. And, uh, of course, that'll segue into your gentleman who's coming on later this week, who's a friend of Tom Cowan's. You know, we're... We're kind of repeating the same exact thing that happened in the polio epidemic. And uh, I mean, I've lived long enough to see it. And most of the people out there listening, they may not have. Um, but the ultraviolet IV completely reversed polio. And it was published in 1940s, early 1940s in the American Journal of Surgery, that just this little 30 minute IV completely reversed polio. No need for any iron lungs. Uh, there's no need for any vaccines. Um, you just get well, right? And there's no paralysis. Right. Was polio and, some kind of a, um, was it DDT or something else that that was it? So there's all kinds of levels of all these things. And 
and like your uh, gentleman coming up later in the week, it's to put it all on the germ theory is such a narrow focus that it's uh, the very best you could say about it is it's not a useful perspective. Uh, But when it's adopted as the official church doctrine, of the medical industry, man. Oh, watch We've out. got some <laughs> real problems, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's take this phone call. Uh, good morning. You're on the air. Who's this? Hey, it's about to lose its fizzle, but I wanted to say, give my number and say, hey, bring some of that weed and we'll go dancing, <laughs> Dr. Matthew. <laughs> Bridget, you rascal. You are a rascal. <laughs> You and you are looking good. I hadn't seen you in a long time, and you're looking good, darling. (laughs) She must be talking about you, Patrick. No, she's talking about you. This is my good friend Bridget in uh, in Florida. Bridget is now. Hey, Bridget. Bridget is now. Both you boys are looking good. Check the out. Bridget is sending (laughs) me so much. Bridget sending me icorn. Ba- uh, bagels. She makes <coughs> bagels out of the einkorn flour and sends me bagels. Ah. Hey, I'm coming to Florida for the Special Olympics, Bridget, so maybe we can meet. Absolutely. I'd love it. We'll go dancing. So I think it's in June or July. What part and it's of Florida? in Orlando. Huh. Well, you can, uh, you can stop there on the way. She's up in the Panhandle. Or maybe she'll go to Orlando with you. Oh, yeah, yeah. You That's where can... my family's from is the Panhandle of Florida, my dad's family. So well, visit there. Well. Yeah, no, we talked about it. I, I'm also from Mount Dora. And, uh, oh, that's right. We, yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. So anyway, what did okay. Yeah, well, again, I just wanted to call in and... and, and uh, <laughs> Send some love and let you know you're looking good, and, and I'll, I'll continue listening. Um, okay, y'all have a good time. Thanks a lot. Take care. Hey, thanks, Bridget. Uh, She's great. Boy, these bagels are out of control. They're, they're really good. Ooh. Yeah. And now what she's doing, taking it to another level, she's soaking the einkorn, sprouting them, drying the berries in the dehydrator, grinding up the flour, and then making bagels with that. My goodness. Yeah, yeah. I had one this morning about 3 o'clock in the morning when I usually... <laughs> Breakfast time for Patrick. Breakfast time for me. And boy, it's great, man. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't... Well, I, I wanted to ask you from a um, recall healing and constellation perspective, I am so blessed to have no issues, Right? Other than I'm bat caca crazy, but that you know that comes with the territory, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the, what I got is going. The what I have is little, little, little. Um, uh, I can't even. Don't even know what to call. Oh, there's just some, some. Um, s- what's the word? Jeez, do you believe it? I don't even think about this stuff. It's um, right when your toes meet your foot. It's just kind of, um, it's not happy. There's no circulation right there. Uh, what do okay. they call it? What's that word I'm looking for? Sometimes it's called neuropathy. Well, I don't want to get that crazy. I, I'm just, I'm just yeah. a, it's just kind of sensitivity or, or down there where I feel like okay. I need more circulation. So I was thinking, 
perhaps my late great 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 grandfather maybe they hung from their toes or something they look how can i work this out <laughs> <laughs> hung from their toes yeah well it sounds like you need one of those loving massages yeah. where they pull all of your toes and really give them a good massage and see what happens Is, really you can do that oh yeah they pull your toes Oh, yeah. You know, like a lot of them will pull your fingers and pop each of the knuckles and mm -hmm. give it a good massage and do the same thing on the toes. Feels really good. Yeah, I'm not sure. You know, I'm, I just want to figure out what... I wonder, I wonder would something like that circulation in the toes be in the, the book that uh, What's-His-Face wrote? What's who's his name? Yeah, yeah, in the Recall Healing book. And it would depend on if it's the nerves that are doing it or if there actually is a decreased circulation there um, so one's the circulatory system and one's the nervous system I um, see. I see. so when we don't know that kind of thing and somebody's here we put the heart monitor on them you know we look at their blood in general but then i suggest a story to them you know about nerves and if nothing comes up then we go to circulation and if their heart monitor pings you know it's like okay that's circulation and, oh, cool. and then we go there and uh the circulation uh in jacques martel's book who he was also a student of hammer it's about circulating joy oh. and the toes are about the details of my direction into the future oh you know because they're the ones that lead the way the, the toes. toes go first right so they're pointing to the future right and so is there something going on about how i'm perceiving that i'm walking into my future oh i like that that makes sense right mm -hmm. and in this day with all of the matrix phenomena going on out there it would be very easy to have those kinds of things going on right where am I going? And, yeah, yeah hmm. and feel like people and energies are stepping on my toes, oh. metaphorically speaking. <laughs> I've been jumping on my toes in the last uh, couple of weeks and see if that'll work. And okay, jumping on my toes, and I bet I bet you could soak them in something as well, couldn't you? Yeah, and you can definitely experiment. So if you put your feet in really warm water, mm -hmm. which will open the circulation. Uh, for a little while, and then you see that the symptom goes away. Well, then it's circulatory. Really hot um, water, you mean? Yeah, something to make the feet kind of red, mm -hmm. you know, so that you know that there's a good circulation down there. And, and then if the symptoms are gone, it's like, okay, little little micro circulation stuff going on. Yeah. Maybe take some extra enzymes, a little niacin, well, you're, see what happens. You're very intuitive. I just started taking systemic enzymes about two days ago. In okay. In between meals. I thought the same thing. Uh, if you'd like to be on the show, you can call Dr. Richard Massey, 888-663-6386, or email patrick at oneradionetwork.com. It is the 21st of February. Ray Pete will be here in, in just a little while. Um, we had some... Let me see if I can grab a couple of emails for you here. Um... Mm -hmm. I like the way you wrote up Ray Pete's introduction there that, that his thesis was about that structure and energy are inter interdependent at every level. You know, that's what the Germanic New Medicine is. That's what Dr. Hammer found on right. all those brain scans. 
is that our own brain is changing a, an energy that I perceive as dangerous and it's cutting physical in my body so that I don't have to feel that energy. Um, so that's what happens with the trauma. It, it start, kicks something off, but then something goes into the, uh, into the body through the brain that um, is kind of saying, I don't want to feel this again, so that's why it's numb. So, and there's a survival benefit to it. Uh, so, for instance, you know, the bright light shining in a person's eyes it makes their pupils small. So that's a simple example of the brain changing an energy into a physical muscle response to close the iris of the eye. And you go into a dark room and the brain changes that energy of, oh, I'm in the dark. There could be a tiger over there. Um, and it opens up those pupils to take in whatever little light there is so that I can spot a predator if need be. Mm -hmm. So the brain is always changing energies into a physical response. It's just happening all the time. Um, and when it's a big, scary psychological energy, it's changed into what we call an illness. And for the brain, it's just supposed to be there for a little while until the danger's over. But once I believe I have the illness, then it tends to stay there. <laughs> it kind of hardens it, right? Because you, yeah, you've kind of yeah. said, oh, I have low thyroid or I have whatever. Yeah, right. Yeah. No, I've got this, yeah. And then, and then, <laughs> then the body goes, okay, well, you got it. So how long do you yeah, want it? yeah. Yeah, you can keep it if you want. Uh. <laughs> right. You know, it's it's fascinating too, Dr. Richard Massey, about um, this whole, I don't even know what to call it, but let's just call it COVID just because I'm looking for a word. I don't believe it exists, yeah. but that's just me. But how many people, even in the awake category, natural people uh, who are not even doing the vaccine, but say, I hear them, yeah. I hear them. Oh, yeah, well, I had COVID two weeks ago, and they've just, you know, I'm not criticizing them, but it's its really, yeah. when you watch the news, boy, you can catch anything. You know, that yeah, yeah, the news is contagious, and uh, <laughs> glad you're doing some alternative news there. And I remember three Harvard guys, Jonathan Wright, Stephen Jenkinson, and Cornell West, and those are the three Harvard guys I've listened to in my life. And Stephen Jenkinson said, the way people are conquered is through the use of nouns. And nouns actually imprison the imagination of people. So if you want to conquer someone, get them to believe a set of nouns and they'll remain self-conquered as long as they stay in the cage of those nouns, as long as their imagination's in that cage. So, you know, when I have a noun like COVID and it catches on in the population, it's telling me there was an energy already here that predisposed to that. Because 20 years ago, if somebody said something like that, we'd all just gone, yeah, what have you been smoking? Um, but now there's some energy in the air in the system that's like, okay, it says something about it. Some, some new, uh, the empire encroachment or whatever uh it was it was time to do that so now we have this noun that's a marker like a little scar for this uh time mm -hmm. covid and i just love watching tom cowan do his 
he does his Bob Newhart reading of the package inserts of the COVID test. I don't know if you've seen this. If I, if you send it to me or I send it to you, but it's about 30 seconds long. And he's sitting there going, and here is the package insert from the most popular test, the Roche test. And he's reading, this test cannot be used to confirm the presence of coronavirus. <laughs> you put it right on the back. And he just, he's reading that with no expression, you know. Uh, and then when he read the thing where the scientists are telling how they're designing the test for the coronavirus, and they say right there in their paper, no virus was available <laughs> as we designed this test, you know. And, uh, but but we are going to make a vigorous effort uh, to have a great test for public health. You know, well, he says, well, how do you make a test to detect a virus if you don't have a virus to start with? And it's just so church of the obvious. Church, uh, church of the obvious. And, and so <clears throat> funny watching him read all that with no expression at all. Yeah. Uh, it must have taken years of training, Zen training of some kind. <laughs> He's a really interesting fellow. Uh, uh, he's he's always kind of going to the next thing, you know, going to the next level. He he's uh, he's now doing uh, yeah. cold showers, you know, too. So he's doing cold. You know, Doc, I've been doing cold showers at night after the sauna, and then also first thing in the morning. Well, that'll Ooh. that'll brighten your bulbs. I tell you what, and Ooh. and it's so wonderful out here because we've been getting 30 40 degrees at night so i'm on yeah. rainwater and man it's cold and it's the best thing ever i don't think i'm ever oh my god it's so have you really got into the cold thing the wim hof cold thing well you know <laughs> i i'll send you a photo of meridian when she i remember started yeah holding the icicle in her hand and we <laughs> and i watched her in prayer <laughs> staying in for her amount of time and i thought well maybe i'll get into it later and i just kind of never did never did it's really something yeah. it's uh but i jump into barton springs and yeah you that's know, very cold there right yeah and i like that and i like to snorkel and see the fishies and the turtles and i go out on cold days even and do that um so i'm a water guy i just like the water i know you do you First time you came over here, you jumped in the creek. Where, where did Dr. Nelson go? <laughs> I think we lost him, maybe. Yeah, yeah Spark Baptist stuff, too, you know. We're serious about our water. <laughs> Richard Messi's talking about a, there's a place in Austin, Texas, just uh, um, south Austin, right? And it's called Barton Springs. Yeah. And it's just a real spring. And uh, you can go there anytime, can't you, pretty much? Mm-hmm. And... Uh, and it, the water's cold, boy, in the winter, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful water. And, and as long as I, I'm still seeing minnows in it, so I figure that's good. Yeah. The cormorants still fish there, so I figure that's a good sign. Um, they're fun to watch. Watch those guys swim underwater, those guys and gals, you know. They're amazing birds, the cormorants. I don't know cormorants. I mean, they'll... They'll, they're like a dark colored water bird with a really long neck, but they don't have uh, water repellent on their feathers. And they'll eat rocks until they get heavy enough to stay under. Um, and they'll stay underwater and chase fish down and eat them underwater. 
Pretty clever. And then they have to get up. <laughs> then they have to get up on the bank, and you'll see them in the sunshine with their wings out there. They got to dry their wings so they can fly off because they're all waterlogged. Um, and uh, in recall healing, the cormorant represents the conflict of the esophagus. Because in Japan and perhaps some other countries, the fishermen will put a ring around the cormorant's neck and put them on a rope. They'll go underwater and catch the fish, but they can't swallow it because of the ring around their neck. And the fisherman will pull them in and reach his hand down there and take the fish out and then send them out there again. And that's what they use to fish. And so the cormorant represents conflicts of things like esophageal cancer hmm. uh, and other esophageal disorders where the conflict is I had I had bitten into the thing I longed for. I had actually swallowed it. It was almost in my stomach and almost digested and something came and took it away. Oh. And the energy of that for some people can be so disturbing that the brain will change it into an esophageal tumor yeah so we always listen for that story of uh somebody really i really got this i've got this promotion i've got this evidence you know there's nothing that can stop me now and then all of a sudden yep, somebody's hand went down the throat and it's gone oh that's fascinating dr richard massey is with us if you care to join us patrick at one radio network.com or you can call um, hi there. Can you uh, ask Dr. Massey opinion and thoughts on low white blood cell count in the blood? Mm. What could be the cause and how to increase them? If it's a bad thing, maybe Dr. Massey can touch on the recall healing point of view and why it is bad if there's not enough of these guys around. Am I more susceptible falling ill okay yeah so you know for those who've watched before let me see if i can do it again this is our buddy dietrich klinghart right you and i patrick he's been on the show with you and mm -hmm. been to his conferences and you can google this the five levels of healing five levels of healing and so what we want to look at is those bottom four if you get to level five you're just ice skating on top of the others and don't worry about it right if you get to that oneness place you don't need to be listening to me or anybody else. Um, just enjoy yourself and commune with God. In those uh, lower four levels, though, we can see why is there low blood count from a physical reason? Why might there be a low white blood count from an electromagnetic reason? Why might there be a low blood count from a personal story reason? And why might there be a low white blood count from a family story reason? So those are those four levels, and you can look at it from any of those levels. Uh, on a physical level, there could be heavy metals in the bone marrow hmm. um, or chemicals. You'd want to have somebody muscle test you probably for some of that, or you can do some physical tests. But if that's the case, clean your system out, um, and it could restore your blood count. Um, if you haven't checked where you sleep, with a uh, tri-field meter or something like it or had somebody do that for you i would recommend doing that if you're sleeping over a geopathic stress zone sleeping with your phone too close to you at night 
too many electric disturbances. Could be that, disrupting the marrow. Personal and family stories. The bone marrow makes a certain amount of red blood cells and white blood cells, and the white blood cells tell stories about protection. They're like soldier cells. Do I feel protected? So, for instance, if I just turned the same age as one of my ancestors when they were literally unprotected, like they were killed in a war or in a crime or something like that, and I'm the one who carries that that belief, that limiting belief that it's because we're not worthy to live or we don't have value or something like that, we're not valuable enough to be protected, mm-hmm. I could lower my white blood count. Um and say, yeah, send all the soldiers and the protection away. I don't deserve it. So, and the big thing is, is we'd put on a heart monitor and kind of go through what stories we know with people. And I'll tell them what the usual patterns are. And when we hit one that's close enough for them, their heart monitor will say, that's the one. And I'll just, you know, flip through the book as we go on with the show. And if I see something else. Cool. I'll, that's excellent. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Timpone, along with Dr. Richard Massey, we're live here, February 21th, and uh, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Let's do another email here. (coughs) Again, if you have a question about your teeth, uh, root canals and implants or stuff, uh, we have uh, Dr. Uh, Nunley, uh, Stuart Nunley, going to be here Wednesday at 10 o'clock. Get in your uh, your email questions now, uh, between now and then. What a cool guy he is, huh? My goodness. Oh, man. One of my favorite people he's just, on the planet, I tell he, you. He's just amazing. And went out to his place, uh, I don't know when it was, Christmas? I think it was Christmas. He's he lives. He's got a whole big acreage now. He's got cows and horses and... He's a cowpoke out there in Marble Falls. Okay. What do you, what do you got? So, well, let, me, let me put you on so the full if screen. If the person wants to uh, to look at this and go back and just kind of freeze it, it's not much. But this is from Jacques Martel's book, uh, the Encyclopedia of Ailments and Diseases. Uh-huh. And leukopenia is the name for low white blood count. Leukopenia. Mm-hmm. And he's saying here, I no longer feel like struggling. I'm too sad. I may be wanting to escape, and I force myself to go on in the same old ways, preventing myself from experiencing new things so that I can always feel safe Hmm. and in control over my situation. I'm emotionally impoverished, and I need to be together with my family in calm and in harmony. And the affirmation is, I accept in my heart to take care of myself, to rebuild my inner strength and find a greater taste for life and all that is exciting about it. So when the white blood count is low, it's, it's saying that, I, you know, I'm going to have to protect myself. I, the soldier cells aren't there to protect me. So I'm going to have to always stay safe, maybe lock myself away Uh and not go out and enjoy the gift of life. That's kind of what Jacques Martel is saying. Good old, and the name of that book, if folks want to get that book, what is it? 
Uh-huh. Yeah, and it's like $35, I think. Ailments and Diseases. of Ailments and Diseases, and it's uh, by Jacques Martel. And then the other one, it's a blue one that I have. That is by, um, who's, what's... Yeah. what's jo- Jobert Renault. Yeah, Jobert uh, Renault. Healing yeah. Pyramid of Health. And uh, this one has actual examples in it. And uh, it has more of the German new medicine science mm-hmm. in it. And uh, they have some conditions. Most of them are in each of the books, but there's some that are only in one of the books. Mm-hmm. So, so your work follows very closely with the German new medicine, right? Yeah. I mean, that, that made more sense to me than anything I'd ever heard in the science realm. Yeah, The guy looked at 40,000 people before, during, and after illness, and showed that our own brain was creating it. And and our own brain turned it off. And it did it as a gift. It did it as a gift of survival. To show. Right. Yeah, so, so the happiest I've been in family constellations. Two of the happiest times were when I was a breast tumor. I actually represented <laughs> a woman's breast tumor. And... <laughs> Of course, we don't know who we are, so I had no idea who I was. I, I usually get picked for a father or grandfather, you know, being a guy with gray hair and all. And uh, so I'm standing there in the midst of maybe eight people, and uh, I felt really good. They didn't look as happy as me, but, you know, I kind of didn't care. I was walking around looking at the art on the walls. I'm thinking, you know, life's pretty good. And, and then this woman's eyes locked with mine, and I went and danced with her for a minute. Then another woman's eyes locked with mine, and I went and danced with her. And then I thought, you know what? I think I'm done here, and I just walked off. Well, it turned out later, when they told us who we were, I danced with the only two people that had breast cancer in the family. Wow. So this is all an experience that you do with these workshop kind of things, and it's all energetically, so you're dealing with it really on a spiritual level, aren't you? Because everybody in in the... yeah. In the circle has got things going on. You're connecting telepathically or whatever. Very cool. Yeah. That's really yeah. cool stuff. Oh, and that woman's in remission. And uh, and as the story came out in Recall Healing, her tumor developed uh, as her grandchild was approaching one year old. And the story was when she was a baby, her parents were pretty busy. And so it was her grandpa that took care of her. I mean, he and her were the ones, you know, he would rock her and sing to her and beat her and all this. And he died when she was one year old, just suddenly, unexpectedly. And so when something happens when I'm 12 months old, it's going to repeat every 12 years in my life until it's resolved. Hmm. She was right on the anniversary of that. Hmm. So when it cleared, then she didn't have to die when her grandchild turned one year old. That's how that stuff gets programmed. And her brain knew that. It wanted her to get in touch with the family's love for her grandfather and allow her to be a loving grandparent to her grandchild. And all that worked out. Hmm. So it was really beautiful. And so just to be clear, my experience, we're talking about um, the uh, spiritual, mental, emotional, physical, right? Uh, Mind, Mm -hmm. body, soul. And then... uh, we're using the term brain, right? But it's really, it has above, so below. Yeah, it comes to the 
Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On any level you look, that pattern is there, mm-hmm. and uh, we're all using different language. Tower of Babel problems. We've all got that. Yeah, yeah, right, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I think the recall healing stuff I got is when you walk into a store and you go, "Hey, a nice place you got here. You want to keep it that way?" You know, that kind of. Thing. <laughs> Uncle Vito, you know, he just, you know, he got carried away. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we got to do a quick little break here and then we're going to wrap it up and stay right there. Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. If you'd like to be on the show, you can call 888-663-6386. I have an entire counter of these uh, uh, pristine oils. Uh, I mean, my counter is full. Now, you generally don't want to do what I do because I'm bat caca crazy. So what can I tell you? But, but if you're brave... These are, these are wonderful uh, oils. Andreas Seed Oils. Let me just tell you a few of the oils that he has for you. It is back, black cumin seed oil, coriander seed oil. I just ordered two of those. Uh, five seed blend where he's got five little oils. Pumpkin seed oil. Mm-hmm. Pumpkin seed oil. Yeah. Uh, hemp seed oil. Flax seed oil. Sunflower oil. Black sesame seed oil. And the pumpkin seed, guys, for those of you with the, um, you know, uh, the, you know, the um, prostate and that kind of thing, pumpkin seed is known to be one of the all-timers uh, for that to keep that happy down there. And you want to keep the Mr. Happy area happy for a lot of reasons that we don't need to get into. So these are beautiful oils. They are done with uh, virtually no friction or heat. So they're as they're as pristine as you're going to get, these these oils. They're just wonderful. And they're in Myron glass. And uh, he, also, he also has one that I like to take too before bed is a teaspoon of the um, milk thistle oil. And that'll help Mr. Liver get more livery uh, in the middle of the night. Liver time is 1 to 3 a.m. And um, so it's pretty fun. These are great oils. They're on OneRadioNetwork.com, Andreas Seed Oils. Just a quick reminder that if you're looking for some really nice products that um, you're just not going to find anywhere else, check out Shen Blossom. Everything from 50-year-old ginseng to Shaga or Rishi uh, to Arise, this great uh, product uh, from, uh, from Brandon Amalani Arise, which is really uh, nice for things south of the border. Really powerful product. Also, uh, Mountain Detox. You should uh, read, go in there and read some of the ingredients on this guy. And you take this first thing in the morning before you have your little breakfast. Great products, all from Shen Blossom, and it's on OneRadioNetwork.com. From the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Dr. Richard Massey, and we put all of Dr. Massey's contact information on his show page on the audio, not on the video. I don't think it's on the video, uh, but all our videos on BitChute, if you'd like to see what Dr. Massey looks like, is on BitChute, and we upload those um, every day. After you talked about fluoride, Adam Bergstrom, he's on twice a month, our good friend in California, Adam says 25% of today's pharmaceutical drugs are fluoridated. Whoa. Big Pharma wow. calls this process fluorination, 
with an N instead of a D to make it hard to Google. Very interesting. Wow. Well, it sounds a bit national there. And, uh, <laughs> Florination. You know, Florination. Don't you love it? And Florination, yeah. 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 You know, it reminds me of hearing the story about, you know, Hitler giving orders to put fluoride in the water in Poland and uh, to try to keep people sedated because it does depress the thyroid gland. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was used as a psychiatric sedative, that and bromides, mm -hmm. um, to kind of depress the thyroid and make people feel kind of sluggish. And, oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Just go to work and have a beer and go to bed. Carol writes in, what is Dr. Massey doing to make his skin look so pretty? Oh, my goodness. Well, gosh, I'll send you something with a discount for that remark there, Carol. That was nice. Uh, <laughs> with a discount. <laughs> you get a discount for that. That's really nice. Oh, goodness. I don't know. I, I, I do every time, every time I shave or wash my face, I, I put ozonated jojoba oil on. Oh, jojoba oil? Uh-huh. Yeah, jojoba's closest to the skin. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I get an ozonated jojoba oil from Pure O3. Pure. And I'm sure that I'm sure there's other sources. Mm -hmm. But I put that on and leave it on for 30 minutes at least. And uh, of course, when I forget to dab it off, I go out looking like I have Vaseline on my face. But that's all right. Um, that's right. And then I like to get some sunshine, you know, uh, some morning sunshine, evening sunshine. I like to dance in the backyard, and put on some music. And I'm uh, I'm doing the Sadhguru inner engineering thing. And uh, I like it. There's something good for me there. So yeah. I'm happy with that. Oh, you just remain your, as long as you're the conductor, you can engineer inner thing. Did Dr. Massey yeah, listen? And, and, oh, go, go ahead. And for anybody, hang on, for anybody who hadn't watched it on YouTube, there's an eight part series of watching this old guy from India ride a motorcycle across the United States. The cinematography is really professional quality. And his purpose in doing it was to honor the Native Americans. And so he stopped at all these Native American sites, did ceremony with chiefs of different tribes. Uh, they sang their songs. They told some of their mystical things. Uh, he said that in his writing, the most powerful spiritual place that he went is Mato Tepila, hmm. which is what we were taught in our culture, Patrick, is to call Devil's Tower, Devil's, Devil's Tower. Rock. Ooh from close encounters of the third kind. And so, you know, Spielberg knew, right? Uh, that that's where the aliens came. And Richard Dreyfus making that yeah. you know, devil's tower over and over in his house and didn't know why. And, uh, but he was there on a full moon night and he said he felt that the basis of Native American spirituality emanated from that place and went other places places from there oh. I've, and I've never been to Utah I've just seen his videos of, of the rock formations unbelievable um, I'm telling you it was just a rich history of America as seen through the eyes of someone from India and, uh, and where do people find those videos uh, How do, on UBTube? on YouTube you just type in Sadhguru motorcycle mm -hmm. and you'll see it starting to come up and uh, there's eight of them 
And each time there was an introduction to mysticism in America, uh, to look at the part of our history that is not included in our curriculum, um, like how to connect, as you, as you would speak about, how to connect with that which is outside the bodily senses awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, and how is that done all during the Native American times in the United States? Hi, guys. My sister and I both have glaucoma. We don't really get on well. Does your book say about family constellation things, why we don't have to do this? (laughs) We're tired of doing this. We're tired of doing this. Yeah. So glaucoma is an interesting one. And, you know, no pattern is 100% for anybody. So if somebody has an M wave, they can sit down and read in the books what glaucoma is, and their own heart will tell them what story is important for them. But basically, you ask yourself, why would the brain put more fluid in the eyeball? Why would it increase the fluid in the eyeball? And one of the reasons it does that is it has a magnifying glass effect. It makes things appear bigger than they are, right? And so one of the classic stories, it would be like a mother who's separated from her baby right after birth, and she has to look at that baby through a glass and watch a nurse feed that little one instead of her being able to do it. And the distance between her and the baby hurts her. Wow. The thing that makes her feel closer is if she had like a magnifying glass. It's a longing. And if that longing is deep enough, it will pass to her children and grandchildren, and they can get glaucoma when they you know, reach the same age or life situation. Fascinating. And, uh, yeah. That's, isn't it so cool how it's all just interconnected? Every thought yeah. and feeling and karma and family and body and, isn't it? I wonder why God did it like that, just so we could learn, I think, right? I mean. You know, I, I don't know. It's intense. Uh and on the learning side of it, sometimes it's, it feels hard. Sure. But when the solution presents itself, it's like, oh, my gosh, I'm glad I got to see that hidden love story. I'm, yeah. I'm glad I got to feel that hidden connection and really get it. Yeah, yeah. Brother, we, we've got to run here. Um, make way for okay. Dr. Pete. Thanks so much. I'd like to come and maybe uh, see you this week, and we'll see if we get to the, the root cause of this little numbness in my tootsies. Huh? What do you think? Okay. That'd be fun. I'll, sure. I'll email you and see if we can set something up. I got to go into town anyway, and might as well ride okay. by your spot and check you out. And see. I haven't even seen your new digs where you live now. Okay. So we'll do that. So thanks a lot. I love you, and uh, um, love you too, Patrick. All of Doctor Massey's information is right on his audio show page. So thanks for coming on. Really appreciate it. Bye, everybody. Bye, bye. May the blessings be. See you soon. Bye, bye. Doctor Richard Massey, Patrick Timpone. OneRadioNetwork.com. Ray Pete's coming up right now, so stay there. Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com.